Robert Daniel, the host of the Process to Purpose podcast. Again, we're here to help inspire, motivate, and encourage others to find their purpose through the process of spirituality, health, and wealth, using godly principles and values to break through to the life that God has called us to live. Again, go subscribe to us and give us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and any other platform where you can find podcasts. I'm super excited for this next episode. I have my buddy here, David Gomez. How you doing? What's going on, man? Everything's good, man. Thank you for the opportunity. No, man. Thank you for, for allowing me to come here to your beautiful office here in Montebello. Um, it's really nice, man. It looks like you guys just redid the place not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. I think since the last time you were here, we've changed a few things. So You guys it's expanded good. a little bit too, right? We added, we added some more on the, on the left side. Very great. So I'm going to just say real quick how I know you. Uh, so I, I met David actually on Facebook, right? Yep. He reached out to me on Facebook. It must have been maybe, what, two and a half, almost three years ago now? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been some time, man. We connected. Right. We, we stayed in touch. And I've been telling David that he needs to come on this podcast for maybe the last like year or so. I know. I know. I flaked. I flaked once. No, <laughs> no. It's been about a year. You know, I know you're busy. I know it's tough to get on here. Um, but I'm glad we made time for it because, yeah. you know, we're really going to be helping some people today, man. I really believe that. And uh, today we're going to be we're going to be talking about life and death. Uh, which is which big is, topic. Yeah, huge. Right. And we know everything that's going on right now. And we'll get a little bit more into that. But first, uh, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram. That's my main platform. Uh, first entrepreneur. That's the, the tag. So one ST entrepreneur. Okay. Entrepreneur. OK, so mm-hmm. Instagram is the best place to, to find you. Best. Yeah, best place. And then uh, just really quick, a little a quick overview of, of, of what you do. Yeah, so I uh, work with PHP Agency. I, I help. I'm one of the brokers uh, helping helping run the Montebello office. Pretty much, uh, we do debt settlement, life insurance, and uh, we do retirement and annuities. So that's in a, in a nutshell. That's what I'm trying to sum it up in like three words. But that's what we do. Nice man. Yeah, yeah. No, that and that's a that, that's a lot of important stuff. And I want to get into that a little bit later. Um, I know there's a lot going on with with Kobe. I know we're watching mm-hmm. the game right behind you. And, you know, just uh, the sadness of, of his death and, and just the loss, you know, I, I was telling you earlier that when I found out he died and, you know, it took a while to, to hit me. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt like, man, like we just lost a family member. Yeah. Right. You're a big Kobe fan, right? Huge, huge, huge. You guys had an event uh, about, you said six months ago? Six months ago. I believe that was the last major uh, interview that he did. Really, uh, the interview came out on first take. The controversy with uh, him and Shaquille O'Neal. So it was a, it was a fun to see how how big the interview made it. But um, I believe that was the last big one he did. Hey, Patrick B. David really set that one up nice, right? Yeah, it was, it was a good question. <laughs> good yeah. question. Great question. Great interviewer. Yeah. Uh, he has value tainment, and so I know he's uh, he's been a huge mentor to you, right? Yes. Um, let me ask you this, and, I, and this this question is kind of out of the blue, but what was your biggest takeaway from that interview with Kobe? Uh, mentality because he, he talks about the mamba mentality but in seeing and in, in hearing him he, he not only applies that on the basketball court but also off the court uh, as a father as a dad so just seeing the mentality of wanting to be uh, the best uh, one of my mentors says be the MVP in every category right in your faith uh, in your finances as a, as a husband as a father so yeah. MVP in every category that's really good man because that's one thing we focus on this podcast actually is uh, spirituality, health, and wealth, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you could be an MVP at all those, you know, I call those those three pillars of, of, of life, mm-hmm. right? You're winning, man. Absolutely. You're winning because, and, and I know sometimes in life when you're going through it, you, you can be really good at, you know, you could be the MVP at spirituality, but, and then your finances and your health can be, 
uh, could be uh, hurting, right? Same yep. thing, you know, you're doing, you're killing it in business, yep. uh, but your health is, is lacking, right? Yeah. Um, so being able to put all those together is super important, man. 100%. Um, so going back to the interview, you said mentality, biggest yeah. thing you took away. And the crazy thing is he started, the, the mentality started when he was a kid. I remember the inter- interview he was, and you guys should check it out. It's a good interview, but. You can find it on YouTube, right? Yeah. Uh, for, from the age of 13, he had what I think is called a hit list. So at age 13, he started to identify, that. he's ranked like 99th, then he moves up to 50, then he moves up to 25, then he moves up to number one. So from age 13, he already knew what he wanted to become. That's crazy, right? To yeah. be zoned in like, and just say, hey, I'm going to, this is where I want to be, this is where I'm going to go. Yep. That's crazy, man. So um, I know this might be a crazy question, but how, how did uh, Kobe's death affect you, man? You know what? It's it's crazy because obviously I don't know the guy. I've been. I, I went to one of his interviews with Jimmy Kimmel, and I went to this last last uh, interview here with uh, our agency. So I don't know him, but I I know him. If that makes sense, yeah. right? Um, no lie. Anytime I wanted to like figure out uh, how to think like a champion, or right? You know, I don't know if you do the, what what I do, but I always go on YouTube, listen to inspirational speakers eric thomas is a huge one uh, tg jakes is a huge one yeah but kobe would would always be i would always go and watch his uh cut up motivational talks uh just so i could think like like him and it's so interesting i've listened to almost everything on there i go i go type in kobe put most popular and i listen to like all of them and this is before all this happened got it but um so because of all that i feel like i knew him yeah definitely so the, the effect was, was more so shock, like how could this happen? Um, I feel heavily, heavily for his wife. I'm a married guy. I feel heavily for, for uh, his daughter. You know, it's, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, I got a kid, I can't even imagine the, one, the conversations you have in that moment, what you say uh, to your kid, it's gonna be okay, or what you say just, you know, what do you say in that yeah, moment, yeah, right? Hold on. And then, and then on the mom's side, what do you say? How do you explain it, right? And, you know, everybody is going to get through it because you kind of have to. Yeah. But, uh, but you never, it never leaves you. You never forget about it. Yeah, man. And I know Kobe had a, a big part of our, our childhood growing up, you know, early, mm-hmm. you know, late 90s, early 2000s. That's like the, the time. That was our prime time right there. We're growing up, man. And we've seen this guy doing amazing things in life, yeah. uh, doing amazing things on the basketball court. And and just what he was, it, it, it seemed like he was just getting uh, getting going in his life. Right. Forty one years old. Yeah. Super young. Yeah. And and, you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of head. Right. So uh, and then something that that I want to bring up is like, hey, you know, we all we always ask ourselves why, right? Mm-hmm. It could be anybody. It could be anyone in our family. Like, hey, why did this happen to Kobe? Or why did this happen to my grandpa? Why did this happen to so-and-so? Yeah. Um, but I was listening to something today, and it really hit me well, man. And I was like, hey, instead of asking why, how about we start saying what? What do we do next? Right? Very good. Very yeah. good, yeah. What do we do next? What is our next step? So um, after this whole Kobe thing, w- what is your next step? You know what? It's... I posted this on my Instagram recently. It's it's the best way to honor somebody, I believe, is to carry out the message they, they left behind. That's so good. Um, so earlier last year, and actually this is the first time I really talk about it, but my, my brother-in-law passed away. Okay. Uh, due to cancer. Oh, um, sorry. But the the craziest thing about it is is 
miss him like crazy. Like, like I don't, I don't talk about it a lot because I miss him. I miss him a ton. Yeah. Um, but in line with what you're saying about, about Kobe, I think I think the best way for me to honor my brother-in-law is to to carry on the message that that he left. And 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 it was so crazy how he was he was battling cancer. So um, throughout that process, it, it was so crazy to see how he still honored God praised God, believed in God. That's so awesome. And he, he was believing for healing. We all were. But he was also saying, but if God has other plans, I love him. He's my, like, like, and it was such an interesting thing because you hear people say they love God, they believe in God when everything's great. But to see, this is the first person I've ever seen when you're facing death, yeah. when, you're, when you're facing the worst thing that could possibly happen, you're still saying I love God. You're still saying I believe in God. You're still mentoring my brothers to believe in God because there's that chance you may not be here. And like for me to experience that and mm -hmm. see that, the, the best thing I could do is honor him by carrying out the message. And there's, 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 when, when I'm struggling in other areas, I'm like, this, this, this my brother-in-law was, was, was fighting death and he's still praise God yeah how how would I not praise God when I'm struggling over a small problem right yeah so yeah. so that's I, I think how you honor going to the Kobe thing okay so the 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 message forgive me not the thing Kobe's passing the message I think he, he talked about one of his interviews uh, his phrasing dancing beautifully in the box you've been placed mm -hmm. in right that's really good so being the, the the best version of yourself in whatever situation you're doing so for me it's business for me it's, it's being a, a father a dad and in church I want to be the best in that good man well I'm glad you took mm -hmm. it to your, your brother-in-law man because I know that's not easy to share yeah um, and, and I, no, thank you for, for sharing that and you know being a little bit vulnerable with uh, with the audience because uh, mm -hmm. I know it's, it's tough because uh, and you know something I want to share when I I had seen my grandpa, right? Again, I didn't have the best relationship with my grandpa. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he came into our life when I was about maybe 16, 17 years old. Um, still never, he never really pursued a relationship. So we didn't really have a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. But I was there maybe a couple of hours before he passed. You know, we knew, he, you know, same thing. He had cancer. We knew, you know, he had maybe a couple of weeks to go. They said, if that, and he ended up passing actually that same day when he came home from the hospital. Uh, but I won't, I won't ever forget, man. I remember looking into his eyes and he couldn't speak anymore because he was in so much pain mm -hmm. and, but he can see you. Right. So I don't, I always wondered like when you're in that position, right. And you're, de you're in your deathbed, right. You're, yeah. you're there. Right. And like what goes through your mind? And when I'm there one day, you know, I, I know death is coming no matter what. Right. So when I get there, and if I'm fortunate enough to pass away in my bed, right, mm -hmm. um, at a, you know at an older age, you know, because we don't know what, what can happen, we don't know what God has planned for us, but um, I, I don't want to have any regret, man. You know, right. I want to be able to sit there and say, hey, you know what, I'm at peace, I'm ready to go, I'm good. Um, any anything you would like to accomplish before you know you hit that that uh, point uh, of life, yeah, man? Yeah, man. Well, hopefully it's it's many 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 years from now. Yeah, years, right, right. But. Um, you know, I, I, I think, or, or I, so, so, so go ahead. Maybe I can, how do you want to be remembered? Maybe that, that's probably a better question. 
Yeah, because absolutely, I, the way you asked it the first way, I think about that. The way you asked, asked it the second way, I think about that, right? And I think for, for, for me, I know obviously one day we're going to pass, right? Obviously, we're, we're uh, spiritually eternal, but not physically eternal, right? Yeah. So, but, but for me, I think, I think that the, one of the biggest things I've been learning right now is um, earning respect. So it's kind of, kind of be a twist to your question. We just left uh, an event again with our CEO, Patrick, and he talked about earning respect. Um, so how do I want to be known and remember, therefore, okay. is, is this guy had my respect, but, but here's how um, I break it down. There's different areas, different reasons in your life. I am a husband. Yep. Well, first, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I'm a son of God. Second, I'm a husband. Yep. Third, I'm a father. Uh, fourth, I'm a businessman, right? Um, I'm a brother. I'm a son. I'm a friend. Um, I'm, a, I'm a giver, servant of God, right? So there's all these different arenas. Yep. And just because I've earned respect in one arena doesn't mean I've earned respect in the other. Mm-hmm. For example, I may be... Uh, a great husband, but that doesn't make me a great father. Yeah. I may be a great father, but that doesn't make me a great businessman. I may be a great businessman, but that doesn't make me a great giver. Got it. Right. So going back to MVP in all categories, the reason I respect, and I'm pointing back because he's back there. I don't know if you can see it in the camera, right? <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I respect Kobe so much is because he had that mentality where he wanted to be the MVP. When he was on the court, MVP on the court. Definitely. And obviously post-basketball, you see everything was about his girls, coaching his girls, books to help other kids like his girls, right? So it's, it's very, very uh, relatable, him wanting to win in every year. Yeah, man, that's really good because um, that's one thing that that, that I, I want similar is, hey, you know, I kind of, you know, and, and this is not for me, but I, wanted, I want people to say, like, man, this guy really served God. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I want I want a lot of people at my funeral. I, you know, yeah. I, want, I want to say, hey, man, God really worked in his life. So he affected my life. Right. He, yeah. he, he did something in in me and helped me uh, or God did something in him to help other people. And that, that's how I want to be remembered. Yeah. Right. I don't you know, I don't want to be up there. It's like, oh, he was a nice guy. You know, he was a good guy. He played it safe. You know, I want to be like, hey, man, this guy took some risk. He relied on God. He had the strength. He yeah. had courage uh, from God, and he, he just went for it, right? Yeah. Um, so thank you, man. Thank you for sharing that stuff. I know. Yeah. I know this is a really tough, t- tough topic, man. Um, I talk about it a lot, though. I know. I know where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this is this is really this yeah. is really tough. And before we go into that, um, maybe you can just share with people. Um, your background, and we probably should have started with this, but I was like, man, I just kept seeing Kobe, so I just wanted to jump yeah, into it. Yeah. Um, but what was your tra- transition like? You said that you used to work in, uh, you're, you're a social worker? Yeah. So maybe that transition from being that, you know, uh, doing that and, and being a pastor to going straight, you know, into business and what mm-hmm. that looks like. Yeah, so I was a social worker. You're from the APU, Azusa Pacific? Yep. So uh, I, got my, I got my degree there. I'll, I'll go back a little bit so you could kind of see why I transitioned out. So... Uh, long story short, uh, grew up in a, in a very low-income household. Mom uh, got married at 17. My dad was young as well. I think they're six years apart. Uh, my mom got married you know, very young. They had five kids. Uh, marriage didn't work out. Parents got divorced. So most of my upbringing, I was raised by a single mom. Uh, she worked 
you know, low-income job. She was a secretary at a school district, Wait. worked at Jack in the Box. Sorry. Uh, sorry to interrupt. You got married at 17? Forgive me. My mom. Gotcha, gotcha. Forgive okay. me, forgive I, me, I forgive like, me. Man, no, yeah, no, I'm going back, back. Just, okay, just so okay. you can see the Gotcha, circle. gotcha. No, at 17, bro, I was still <laughs> trying to figure out what, my, like, what I wanted to do. Oh, that's brave. <laughs> 27, 10 years later, I got, got married it, at 27. Got it, got it. But uh, so mom got married young, had kids young, marriage didn't work out. So most of my, from 12 through several, you know, several years, uh, raised um, by a single mom in a low-income household. Got it. Because of that, my number one goal was to pick a career where I could take care of mom and then take care of my future wife, future kids. So I've always thought about my future family. Back Good. Then. Uh, I asked I asked different people for advice and uh, everybody told me David as long as you go to college get good grades you'll get a good job I'm sure you've heard that typical right so I do it uh, graduated uh, top of my class in high school really? went to I wasn't valedictorian but I was I was up there so I was, I was okay <laughs> yeah, top top three percent you know that's about it yeah I've always been competitive that's why again I get I, I like Hobie but yeah so from high school, I went to uh, Azusa Pacific. I thought it was Christian University. I want to go there. So I got my bachelor's and then I got my master's in social work. So by 22, I graduated with my master's, went into corporate. Master's, uh, man. It sounds great, but, I, but, but and I'm proud of it, but it, it, it's, it's, it's not the end all be all. Yeah, definitely. As I, as I, as I found out later. But um, first job, I worked at a homeless shelter okay. with youth, so very rewarding. Second job, a uh, foster care social worker, rewarding. Third, I was a youth pastor. Uh, and then while I was doing that, I actually worked also at uh, Queen of the Valley Hospital in the ER. Got it. I was an ER social worker. So, so you, you did a youth pastoring full-time? Uh, it was part-time. It was Got part-time, it. yeah. So I did full-time uh, social work, part-time youth pastoring. Got I was it. also one of the worship leaders. So very, very involved. Very involved. Uh, God is my foundation. I would be nowhere near where I am today without God. Um, but so I was going through all that. I was 25, and this is the, the the joke I always say. I was going through what I called my quarter life crisis. I'd say I'm 25 and halfway to 50. I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm always right. Like, what is going on? <laughs> What's going on? Right. So uh, at that time, my uh, my biggest. I'm making it long. I'll make it short. But no, you're good, bro. Uh, my biggest prayer at that time was a wife. God, give me a wife. Give me a wife. At 25. I, yeah, at 25. Got uh, it. Why? Because I didn't, I didn't have that growing up. Uh, mm. The 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 husband, the mom and dad all in the same household. So like I wanted that. I said I'm gonna create it. Right. Man, that's awesome. But uh, I remember at APU we we would have prayer nights and people were out there praying for revival. And while they're saying, God, give me more, Holy Spirit, come. I'm like, God, just give me a wife. That's like all I wanted. <laughs> so people are praying for revival. You wanted some motivation. Man. I needed some motivation, man. <laughs> But um, so I'm, I'm 25, right? Uh, haven't found her yet. And I said, in the meantime, I'm going to buy a house. That way uh, I look more attractive, if you know mm. what I mean, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Do that. You got your stuff together. I got myself together, yeah, right? right? So uh, I call my aunt. She works with Century 21. Nice. Right? And I said, hey, Thea, Thea Terry, shout out to you. Um, I want to I wanna get a house. So we started looking in Covina because I worked in, in that area. And I realized I'm making, I'm, I have a master's, I'm making, you know, triple, quadruple what my mom made growing up. I think, man, I'm, I'm good, right? Yeah. Um, I tried to buy a house and all I could get was this two-bedroom condo. And, and, mm. I, uh, and I was like, it's not, this is not why, why I went to college. It's not why I went to get the master's, right? Yeah. And, uh, and you know this because you're in real estate, right? Yeah. 
So I, my credit was good. I had it down. Just the income to student loan debt ratio wasn't wasn't that great. Yep, I guess people. You, you know that, right? <laughs> so it was through that that I said, you know what? I got to find a way to make some extra income. I get this random phone call from a girl from school. She says, I just got started in a financial company. Got it. Right. I meet with her, help her out with a couple couple of trainings. I say, can I do what you do? She says, sure. I get my license. Uh, fast forward a, a year, I end up making as much uh, part-time as I was making full-time. Wow. Quit my job, went full-time. Fast forward five years, I'm one of the senior brokers. So, yeah, congratulations. So kinda, I made, kind of made it long, but that's how I ended so up here. We missed the part where you met your wife. Where did you meet your wife? Oh, okay, okay. So that random girl that called me two years later, that's the girl that I married. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So God gave me the business and the girl and the baby all the same. Man, <laughs> hey, it's crazy, man. We just got to be a little patient sometimes. I right? know. And answer the calls with that. You don't either. You haven't answered in a while because if it wasn't for that. Unless it says yeah. potential scam on it. Unless, I know, we just had the call. Potential yeah. scam. I'm like, I yeah. know that person too. That's, don't answer those. <laughs> that's awesome. Man. How, how, was, how was that transition though, man? You know, because a, a lot of us growing up, like you said, we're scared. Say, hey, well, you know, we got to get our degree. We got to... You know, we, we, we got to find that that uh, great nine to five with great benefits yeah. and, and all this good stuff, right? And that, that's the safe way, right? That, yeah. That's what we're taught. So what was that transition like from from uh, working as a social worker to be going into business? Because yeah. if you don't if you don't sell anything, if you don't help families out, you don't eat. You don't eat. Yeah. Right. So what was that transition like? You know, what? it was uh, it was slow. Because yeah. my, my, my philosophy was this, or my, my approach was this, I'm going to make sure I know what I'm doing in business mm -hmm. and I'm making money before I leave the job. One of the things I like about uh, our model is that we encourage people to do part-time. Yeah. I call it the hybrid entrepreneur, where you have your full-time job, you keep it, it's paying the bills. But uh, this is what I always say, instead of going home and watching Netflix, now it's Disney Plus or whatever they got. Yeah, right. Instead of going home and watching TV... Build a business on the side. Yeah. See what you could do on, on evenings and weekends. And it could be anything, right? Anything. Yeah. You, anything. you can do cake. You know, some people do uh, the woodwork. I don't, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know what it's called. But, yeah, a lot of people are afraid or not afraid. A lot of people are lazy. The truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, I don't got time. I've heard people and I know people. And, you know, I'm not better than these people. I'm not. But I know they work four days a week only. Yeah. You know, they work four tens. Yeah. Four tens <laughs> and then they have three days off. It's like, okay, what are you doing those three days off? You hate your jobs. If you love your job, you love what you're doing, you're comfortable and you're good, great. Yeah. But if you're complaining, yep. what are you doing with those rest of those days? You know what? On that, it reminds me of this. So one of the things, again, I learned for from uh, our CEO, Patrick, is he the, the question was asked, uh, define happiness. How, how, how does somebody become happy? And I loved his definition. Is, is happiness is simply alignment that your actions are in line with what you say you want. Because mm -hmm. if you want this, but your actions are here, you're going to be unhappy. Miserable. If you want this and your actions are here, you're going to be very happy. Yeah. So it's not, so for me, jobs are not bad. That's really right? good, man. Benefits are not bad. It is as long as you're in line with the life that you want, you're happy. And, and that's the goal. Yeah. But for me, I thought I was happy until I couldn't buy the house. Then I realized I'd rather find a way to increase my income to get me that house instead of decreasing my goal to meet my income. Yep, that's right. really good, man. Yeah, because we could get stuck in that. Like, hey, let me lower the goal because it's not happening, right? Right, and I think that's the natural default. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man, because I know it's, it's definitely not easy. 
but it could be it's, it's possible man 100%. i don't know why i don't honestly I, and i struggle with this but maybe we can give the audience a a quick tip right yeah. what's maybe or a couple of tips who knows what is the best thing to do when you're making that transition uh have a mentor okay have a mentor because you could save time, you could save mistakes, therefore you're saving money and energy, right? Yeah, good. So if you if you have a mentor, uh, preferably in the same industry, just because they'll speak the same language. Perfect. Um, otherwise, um, I mean, I'm in financial services, but let's say, let's say I didn't have a mentor in financial services, I come to you and I say, hey, Robert, just teach me the basics of business. You'll be able to give me so much information because yeah. it's similar skill sets, just a different product. Yeah. So I would say have a mentor. Have a mentor. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number one. Uh, number two is uh, sacrifice. Mm, that's really good, man. Sacrifice is huge. Because mm-hmm. there, there's no way. We all only have 24 hours in a day. Yep. So either, let's say you're working eight hours, you're doing something part time. You're either going to sacrifice sleep, probably, or you're also going to sacrifice time away from family. You're also going to sacrifice certain things. So health and, and all. Yeah, and, and and it shouldn't it shouldn't have you shouldn't sacrifice health because health is what will get you to enjoy the yep. benefits of all your labor. Yep. So right, so health should be a priority. Faith should be a priority. Your marriage should be a priority. Your kids should be a priority, right? But even with that, like I'll, I'll kind of tell you right now, I'm in the I'm in the building phase of my my career. Good. So. Right now, I see my son from 5.30 a.m. because he's my alarm from 5.30 a.m. to uh, to 8 a.m. So I see him three hours in the morning. Got it. And then by the time I get home, he's already asleep. Mm. Some people could say, David, you're, 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 you're a father now. David, you're sacrificing the, uh, a time with your son. I'm like, no, I'm sacrificing time for my son. Good. Right. That's, that's and that's all perspective, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, perspective's huge, man. Because yeah, a lot of people would be like, "Well, you don't have any time with your family." It's like, no, I'm cre- I'm gonna create time. Create time. Yeah, I'm gonna create this time, and we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna work hard, and then we're gonna take a nice vacation when I don't think about <laughs> anything. And yeah, that, that's what I think about when I'm working Saturdays and Sundays. Sometimes, you know, doing open houses, showing homes. It's like, okay, well, how can I work really hard now? Yeah. And then, so when my son is here. Right. Yep. So when my son is here. I can take you know a month off without mm-hmm. having you know. I'm gonna of course I'm gonna be working from home here and there, but I don't have to be in front of people all the time because I've already done so much work yep. that I don't have to do all the prospecting at that moment because I know I'm gonna take the time off. That's really good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, brother. Uh, now going into a little bit of of, of you know uh, again, we're not here to sell anybody on anything. We, we just want to inform people. We want to bring value to people. So. You know, talking about Kobe and talking about life and death a little bit. Yeah. Uh, how can you help people be prepared for something like that? That that's something that that kind of just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and I think I so the the, the one word answer is insurance, and it right? has it has like this <gasps> negative connotation, right? It sounds easy though. Right? Yeah, it sounds like hey, that, oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's just not not to come because and, and here's the crazy thing. You know, you're 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 about to have your kid. I asked you before it's public, so I could I could talk about yeah, it. Yeah, right. So uh, I didn't want to be the first one to say it. I'm like, what's going on, right? Uh, so, thanks, surprise, David. right? So, but uh, you're about to have your kid, right? So the craziest thing is by law. Uh, let's okay. Let's put kids aside. By law, if you drive a car, you have to have car insurance. Yep. By law, you have to have health insurance. Most of us have phone insurance, right? Yeah. Do you know what the law requires when you have a kid? 
Uh, I don't. The only requirement is that you have a car seat. That's crazy. And it's like, okay, if the law requires health insurance, car insurance, right? We have phone insurance. We have insurance for our max, everything, right? Yeah. For, for, for this setup. I don't know if you have insurance, right? But, <laughs> uh, uh, the law requires us to have insurance on, on, on certain things, but the only requirement is for us to have a car seat, which makes sense. But why not, why not um, insurance for our family, right? A life yeah. insurance for our family. Um, so so how, how does somebody get prepared for that is simply getting insurance. I've helped young moms, 21, get $100,000 for like 11 bucks. And her response to me was, David, that's less than Netflix. I'm like, I know. That's crazy, <laughs> man. Like, people spend like $30 at Starbucks a week, bro. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole thing is asking the right questions, right? Yeah. So coming to somebody that's a professional yeah. and, and, and asking the right questions, hey, you know, what does that look, look like? What, what, what is, you know, what do I have to do? And then they find out it's $11 a month, whatever the case is. Like, yeah. It's crazy, bro. But people are afraid to ask the right questions mm-hmm. and they're more worried about just living, you know, maybe in that moment, not prepared. Yeah. Right. So, um, and, and you know what I also think it is not, not to go too no, on that topic, but I, I also think even there's one step before that it's, it's not necessarily that we don't know the right questions is that we don't even think about what questions mm. we should ask because it's not on our mind the only reason i know about life insurance retirement all that is because i i i, I work here right yeah definitely but i think growing up in, in a latino in a latino household we didn't talk about this stuff no absolutely we talk not about savings absolutely right? not we talked about benefits uh, health insurance right we talked about uh, uh, 401k we know how to spell it but we don't know what it is right yeah <laughs> so so it's like we I, I think I think when we, we gotta look okay I want the life of that person right uh, an uncle that's doing well or somebody at church or a, I don't know movie star or Kobe whatever right and we gotta look at okay what are their hab- habits in their health mm-hmm. what are their habits in their faith and what we're talking about right now is what are the ha- their habits in their finances Yep. And you'll see that one of the foundations is not only savings, but before that, it's the insurance in case they don't make it to have enough savings. Yep. So I think, again, going back to having a mentor, right, asking those questions and all that. So, so I'm, I'm heavily on the, on the side of the insurance, getting the foundation in place. Then from there, we build on top of that. Yeah, that's really good, man, because I've, I've seen, uh, you know, and it, it breaks my heart to even say this, man. But when I, when I see a GoFundMe page, you know, I'm like... There, you know, I know this kind of maybe happened suddenly, but as people, we should be prepared. And uh, right now, I'm actually talking to myself because mm-hmm. I, I asked you about uh, life you insurance. The conversation, yeah. yeah. But I'm already asking the right questions, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to learn a little bit more. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm asking different people, and I'm like, okay, hey, what is going to be best for me and my family, right? Yeah. Uh, but I see these GoFundMe pages, man, and, and it's, it drives me crazy. It's either one. Have enough money in your bank account to cover expenses, yes. but then what happens after that, right? You know, mm-hmm. you they're, they're, after the funeral, your wife and now my son is going to have to live on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and for for me, it's like, hey, let's start preparing ourselves. Let's start asking the right people the right questions, man. So, um, thank you for sharing that, yeah. man. Um, if you do, if you guys have any questions, again, feel free to reach out to, to David. He's been doing this a while, because yeah. um, I know. I have a buddy. He he does uh, you know insurance and everything that you do. What, what would your title be? At? Let me ask you this. I'm a, I'm a 
in our company as a senior marketing director, in other companies as executive marketing director. Got it. it depends on who you're. Who got you're it. Asking. Got it. Got it. So yeah. is it kind of like a financial advisory type of? Yeah. So we're we're more on the marketing side. So if we want to get technical, a financial advisor, you have to have a specific license to call gotcha. yourself that. Uh, our our brand, we're more brokers. Gotcha. So I I don't sell anything from my company. We have contracts with a variety of companies, which yeah. gives an advantage because you could shop around. Definitely. Um, and I always say this, the, the biggest thing I'm going to help somebody do is either I'm going to, they have one or two choices. Either they're going to leave a, a, a bill to the family or they're mm-hmm. going to leave a will. Mm. Right. I want to help them leave a will, leave some money, leave some inheritance. Right. Definitely. So hopefully they, they don't leave a bill. That's good, man. Yeah. Because you never know. I mean, just like Kobe, we never know when it's our time. Yeah. Our, our time could come tomorrow. We, we don't know. Right. Yeah. So we have to be prepared. Um, I know one of my buddies, he, he does life insurance as well. And uh, he said, it became real for him and he he knew how important his job was when he had to go deliver his first check to a 20 something year old mm-hmm. you know a family you know they had a, a son 20 something years old you know they had a check for a certain amount because you know he had got life insurance and it was something simple mm-hmm. right unfortunately the guy passed away he was able to come and and help i mean he helped the family right yeah. like he all the expenses covered Right, you have some money left over to yeah. be able to do what they have to do. So, yeah. um, stuff re- is real. It works. Yeah, that's really good, man. Um, now, I just have a couple of questions for you, man. I and mean, thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you believe your purpose is right now in the moment? You know what? I, I I'll, I'll answer it in, in one answer, then one word, then I'll kind of give the detail. But uh, example. Okay, great. So I think I think my my purpose, and I've 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 wrestled with this so much. So if I take all these personality tests, all these different things, and I always am like come back into the to the category where I'm, I'm like very analytical, right? So I spend so much time arguing with myself in my head. That, that's just yeah. the type of person I am. Um, so I've thought about this a, a, a ton, and I've wrestled with God about it. What is my purpose? Is my purpose uh, 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 being a financial marketer, right? Is my purpose being a father? Is my purpose being being a husband? Is my purpose? And those are all great questions. I, and I think we got to ask more. Yeah, exactly. And I think the Lord's answer to me was yes, 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 and yes. Yep, that's so crazy. Right? Me and 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 this is this is here's why I name I, I changed my Instagram recently to First Entrepreneur because I'm a first generation hmm. entrepreneur. Same. And I've never had an example up, and, and and no fault of anybody else. I'm just happen to be the one one to do it, which is uh, great. And, and I think I think it's 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 very rewarding, but it's the most difficult. Yep. Because you're the first to have to figure out uh, if you should start a business, yep. what business to start, how to start a business, how to sacrifice time away from wife and kids, uh, how to how to decide which parties you go to because there's always parties with Latino families, which oh, yeah. parties you don't go to, right? Scheduling, all that scheduling. Good. That's the most important outlet right there. <laughs> yeah, so so I think my purpose is to be an example in every area, which goes back to what we were saying earlier, the MVP in every area. And it, I'm just constantly hearing this over and over and over. Like I want to be an example of what it's like to be a father uh, 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 in a in a in a non-divided household. Much respect from, uh, uh, to my dad. I'm not, I know maybe he'll hear this. He doesn't know how to use the internet, but he might hear this somehow <laughs> through one of my cousins, right? But uh, much respect there. But uh, my mom was phenomenal. Like she she did her part. She yeah. played the role of two many, many times. Great. So I want to be able to uh, be an example of a father, be an example so, of a husband, be an example of a Christian. And a lot of times people, people have to choose 
okay, I'm going to be a great father, but that because of that, I'm not going to be a great businessman. No. Or I'm going to be a great businessman, but because of that, I'm going to be a bad husband. And and I, I by no means haven't figured it out. I, I'm a little further ahead than where I was. But I want to be the example when I'm 50 to a young 20-year-old version of me. And he could see somebody that says, hey, he did. So therefore, I know it's possible. Good. Right. And when you look at, at Kobe, we keep going back to it, but it's on, it's on our mind. Uh, I saw... Who was it? A Dwayne Wade uh, posted a video saying he would not be who he is today if it wasn't for Kobe. Meaning, because of Kobe, he saw it was possible. He was chasing him. He put in more work ethic because everybody's heard of Kobe's work ethic, right? Yep. Um, so I, I believe my purpose is to be an example, and that's what I'm fighting for every day. I'm not there, but I'm fighting. That's good, man. And you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, you know. And I think that's what the biggest thing is. This this, this podcast is called Process to Purpose. Yep. And I don't even know if we'll ever reach our purpose, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think and I think that's a good thing because we know uh, is it Matthew McConaughey where he says, you know, I'm I'm reaching to be that person in ten years. Yeah. In ten years, I've reached that person, but I have I'm reaching to be that next person in ten years. It's like yeah. I don't believe we're we're ever going to be there, but there's a process that we go to, and, and and again we're we're going through that process right now, man. And I think you are a great example. I you know I, I, I from Instagram I see that you're doing a great job with your family and, and your son, and you know I, I told you about the video that you had with your <laughs> son, man. Absolutely loved it, man. And so. Um, I believe that you're a great leader, man, and, and, and I know you're mentoring people and you're changing people's lives, man. So I just, you know, I, I just pray that you just continue to do that, man, and mm-hmm. keep continue to give people courage and strength and um, just allow people to follow their purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Be an example of, you know, um, of the person that God has called you to be. Um, so you got a lot of good stuff, man. Thank you. Thank you again for, for sharing these things. Um, I have a couple of uh, rapid questions I want to ask go you. Go for it. Go for it. Um, if you can go back to an age, right? So a specific age, mm-hmm. and you give yourself one tip. You can't change anything that's happened, right, to yeah. this point in life. But you can give yourself one tip. What age would it be, and what tip would it be? I didn't prepare you for these, man. Let me see. Let me see. Now, so if I could go back at any age, what tip would I give myself? Uh, 12 years old, parents got divorced. I would tell myself it's going to be okay. That's really good, man. Right. Because in the moment, you don't know, right? Earlier we were talking about people, again, my brother-in-law passing away, we don't understand. Instead of asking why, you ask what, Yeah. right? Uh, I have it it, uh, inside inside my wedding ring. It's the the Bible verse where it says, Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he'll set your path straight. Yep. So my advice would be to me is you don't understand, you just have to trust. Mm. That's really good, man. That's really good. Because, yeah, I, I shared, you know, at similar age, I would go back to about maybe uh, 10, uh, 12 years old, and I would say yeah. that you are loved, you know. And I, I've said it countless times because I, I just want to keep repeating it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's anybody out there that they can go back and tell themselves, hey, you are loved. Yeah. So, you know, similar, hey, similar. you're yeah. going to be, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Just have trust. That's good, man. Um, one of your your greatest weaknesses at the moment? Uh, discipline, man. Like again, like I'm hard on myself. So yeah. so if I'm comparing myself to who I was four years ago, I'm way ahead. But if I'm comparing myself to who I want to be, I'm way behind. Oh yeah, for sure. So so discipline. Um, 
there's always those little breaks in the day where you spend 15 minutes having a conversation that didn't need to be had. It was a waste of conversation. You also got to build relationships and all that, right? Yeah, definitely. But um, that Instagram thread that went a little bit too long, mm. right? Um, I do that from time to time. <laughs> I think we ought to, bro. I, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying because I, yeah, I got right? to improve. So um, I would say discipline because I know freedom comes through discipline. That's really good, man. And I know a lot of people, they think I'm really, really disciplined because, you know, they see me waking up every morning at 3.35 mm -hmm. and this and that. But same with me, man. <laughs> I, I, I just want to master discipline. And I know you can master discipline with a couple of things, right? Is, is scheduling. Yeah. Creating great habits. Yeah. Um, but I think most importantly, scheduling. Yeah. It's like, hey, if my schedule wasn't filled right now with this interview with you, what would I be doing? Yeah. Right. It better be prospecting, better be making phone calls, client care, um, maybe having lunch with somebody, breakfast, whatever the case is. Like, Hiring somebody to do this stuff you don't need, you shouldn't be doing. I was, yeah. I was vacuuming my car yesterday. I was like, man, this is like a $10 job. I got oh, it. man, that drives me crazy. <laughs> so. And you know what's crazy about that? Just because you brought it up, and I don't know who's going to listen to this, so I hope, whatever. Yeah. Um, but... I made a comment, right? I was at my in-laws and they're all setting up. And every time there's a party, everyone's always freaking out. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, you got to get everything ready. And I and I, and I looked at him and I was dead serious. And I looked at him and I said, bro, I, I cannot wait for the day where I, if it's my kid's birthday or my wife's birthday or whoever's, you know, celebration where I can just say, hey, I'm going to pay somebody to do all this stuff, do the whole setup, yeah. bring all the food, do all that stuff. I want to be wealthy enough where... And again, not rich, but wealthy, yeah. where I could do something like that. And he looked at me, he's like, well, I guess we don't have to really, we could do it ourselves. And I was like, I felt like that was like, no, man, I don't, don't want to be wasting my time setting up tables. Yeah, man. I got yeah, like, yeah. like if, if, if I have a mission and it's been given by God, I want to be super efficient. To that mission, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to the mission, right? Not to yeah. vacuuming a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's that's crazy to me, right? I go, you go, and you wash, and you're vacuuming. I'm like, why am I doing this crap? Like, yeah. And it's not because we think we're too good, you know, but you're on a mission. Yeah. You're mission-driven, and you know you need to get something done, and that's not important. Yeah. Right? So. One of the things I love about my, my wife is she naturally thinks that way. Before we got married, it's like, okay, how could I be more, more efficient for our wedding? I, I've never thought about before getting married. I've never thought about what venue and everything like that. But she knew she wanted all inclusive, hmm. a little more expensive. But the stress, the time, and everything you say, we were running at that time for our broker promotion here in the company. Got it. So we got we got a venue, all inclusive. She said, "I want this, 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 this." We signed. On my end, stress free. On her end, less stress than yeah. planning every detail, which DJ, who to interview, a full photographer came with it. So like little things like that, if, if, if you could save yourself energy in certain things yep. that allow you more time on your mission, your purpose, your business, all that, then so I'm, I'm in line with you on there. Good, man. <laughs> if, if you could take anything away from this podcast, like I know we said a lot of great stuff, but that one is so good. It's learning how to give it up sometimes. Yeah, delegate, hire. Delegate. Yep. 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 I know. Like yesterday I was... Um, sending out Zillow reviews, right, to all mm -hmm. my past clients, and I'm sending out Zillow reviews, and I was like, I hate this crap. I hate <laughs> I'd rather be doing this, right? I'd rather yeah. be in front of somebody. I'd rather be building the relationships. But there I was sending out Zillow reviews, yeah. and it takes me forever. But here, here's here's the reality: you have to go through that until you're at the place, where, yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. So you and I were in this, we're, we're in the building phase. Back to sacrifice, right? Yep. We gotta sacrifice a little bit. We might mm -hmm. we, we're doing things that we don't want to do, but we know they're important. Um, so it's really good, man. Yeah, man. Um, if you had one um, gift or ability, 
superpower, whatever it may be. Right. Question. What would it be? Um, unlimited resources. I don't know if that's a gift or superpower, but unlimited hey. resources. What are the resources? I mean, meaning, meaning, meaning financial. Because here, here's the conversation about about money. I don't love money, but I love what money does. People say money's not important, but I say it's right up there with oxygen. You've heard that before, right? I mean, it really is. I mean, I. <laughs> so, so if it were, if it were, uh, if if that was a superpower, you could create money. Because here, here's what I know. With that, you can do so much. I remember as a social worker, one of the most difficult things for me as a social worker was I wanted I got into social work because I wanted to help people what I found myself doing was just giving people a list of resources that we both already knew were full they were going to be mm. on a waiting list and this is literally the best I could do Man. but if I had more resources I say bro I got you I'm going to pay for an actual place that's not a free place so you could actually get in today um, one of my dreams I worked out of summer camp in college. Okay. Uh, never went to summer camp growing up. Same here. <laughs> and they're 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 cool, man. Even as a, as a, I was like I don't know twenty I think it was twenty one. I was running around like crazy with the kids. Yep. But um, at the summer camp, I got to see breakthrough in the kids' lives. So I'm like, oh, this is this is powerful, right? Because yep. you learn about Jesus, step away, all that. One of my dreams is to be able to fully fund a summer camp. They're like fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand bucks, twenty five hundred bucks. To Lake Hume or different places yep. for kids, preferably foster kids. Or right here, here's a check. Ten of you guys just go all on me and make that like a tradition. Great. So my superpower would be resources, and then I'll go from there. Well, let me tell you this, brother. If you could take anything away from this podcast, it's uh, you already have that superpower, man, and you're creating it that. daily. Yeah. And I believe it. I really do believe that you have that already, and and you are going to create it, and you're going to be doing all those things like you said. You you, you know you're doing. Even if you start today, you start off with one person that you know. And it's crazy because I I can relate to the summer camp. Um, you know, the last couple of years, my wife and I have we've been doing that. You know, awesome. hey, sponsoring one or two kids. You know, and mm-hmm. and this year the you know the prices are actually I think this year they're a little bit lower. So we're like, okay, well we can sponsor maybe another kid. We could do two. Yeah. You know, we could do three this year. You know, yeah. little by little. Hey, you'll work your way up to those ten. But mm-hmm. I truly believe, man, that you do have that superpower already. I love it. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, and then um, favorite movie to watch, bro? Uh, Cinderella, man, I love. Pursuit of Happiness, I love. Um, what's the other one? Warrior, the movie Warrior. I don't know if you've seen the UFC Got movie. Uh, I love any any underdog movie. Goliath. Yeah, uh, not Goliath. Yeah, what's the movie called? Gladiator, not Goliath. Yeah, Gladiator. Gladiator. Gladiator, yes. Anything with an underdog where you're not supposed to win, but you win, I love those movies. I think that's going to be my story. That's good, man. That's really yeah. good. That's that's me. I mean, even during these playoffs, I was I was going for Tennessee, bro. <laughs> I was like Tennessee, the Titans. I want you guys to win because they're the sixty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I wanted them to win just because I want to go for the underdog. Yeah. Every single time, and I kind of believe I'm the same way, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be the underdog story. You know, when I started off in real estate, I had four escrows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I was like, heck yeah, we got this going, and they all fell out. It's crazy, huh? You know, four escrows, and when you fall out, you don't get paid. You know, you did all that work, and there's no, you don't yeah. get paid until they close. And so I went about seven months, and I remember coming into the office the next day, and my my the guy you know who was mentoring me, he took me under his wing. He was like, "Why? Like you're still here with a good attitude, man." And I'm, I just looked at him and said, "Bro, this is gonna be one heck of a story one yes, day. Yes, that's yes, it. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. Thanks that's for sharing fantastic. that." 
Thank yeah. you. Thank you for being on. Um, any any closing any any closing um, any w- closing words you would like to say to the audience? Anything you want to leave them with? Last thing I'll say is on on what you were saying there. I think anybody who you consider successful went through a moment that you went, went through when all four escrows escrows fell. That's yeah. that's the test. That's the test for success. Yeah. I think most people stop there. So if uh, look to camera, look yeah, to you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. If you're uh, pursuing a goal, have a dream, have a vision, have a project, whatever it is, if it hasn't already happened, it's gonna happen, or you're currently in it, you're in the test, and I think the test comes to one, uh, really see what you're made of, right? That's but, right. But, but I think I think to give you the strength, because it's in the process of being in the gym that you walk out stronger, right? Yep. So I, I, I say push through the test, uh, you already have the answer, you just gotta, Stop listening to the worry. Stop listening to the what if. Stop listening to the if it doesn't work out, I'll do this. Don't have a plan B, right? Don't have That's a plan right. B. Uh, start thinking, how can I get out? Be solution oriented, and then you'll, you'll find a way out. Everybody makes it, you'll be good. Yeah, stick through it. Amen, man. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks for sharing that, brother. Well, like I end every single episode, David, thank you for being on, brother. Thank and you. If, and if nobody loves you, Jesus loves you. <laughs> have a good one, guys. I love it.